This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, good morning and welcome to Open for Business, the show that dives into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. This morning on the show, Tony Lim, co-founder of Banana Leaf restaurant chain, Banana Bro. Banana Bro is a chain of Banana Leaf restaurants co-founded by Tony Lim back in 2018. And in five years, it has grown to over 30 outlets nationwide and is still actively expanding. Now, Tony isn't new to the F&B space. He previously started Boat Noodle back in 2013 and before that set up a Chartime franchise in Cambodia in 2011. So definitely not his first rodeo in the space. From bubble tea to Thai noodles and now Indian Banana Leaf, today we explore the common denominator and differences in these ventures, the potential and promise of Banana Bro, as well as how they're managing the risks that come with building a restaurant chain. And of course, this includes quality management. Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me back in. It's been a few years since you've been on here here with us on BFM. In fact, the last time you were on, we were still in the old studio. So big change. Yeah, seven years ago, maybe. Yeah. You were doing board middle back then? Exactly. Um, like I mentioned, Tony, you're no stranger to f and uh, <laughs> Before you, you were supposed to, I was reading some articles online, and you were yeah. supposed to continue on and do the family business, and run, um, it was a trucking business. Yeah. Uh, but you ended up down the uh, entrepreneur path. Talk yeah. to us a little bit about what led you down the F&B entrepreneur path. Right. You know, graduated as an engineer, um, did a bit of uh, car stuff for the first two years after universities, and then uh, time's up. Uh, family said, oh, come back, help up in the back home. Uh, in trucking business, service, um, um, you do all sort of freight, air freight, uh, warehousing, truck freight and whatnot. And a couple of years in that made me realize, um, because it's all, you know, it's all credit based. Mm. You know, you have like 60, 90 days credit to your customers and whatnot. And a lot of times to grow business, it actually meant giving more credit. So that also posed me a very big questions back home, back then. So are we going to you know give it even more credit to go out? Uh, am I sure that I can just go to you know you know I come from Kedah right? Mm. You know, come that that time we were very new in in KL. Are you sure you go to KL? You you dare to give credit to many more people and grow the business? So that is actually a big question that you know uh, make me to think of you know what what are the things that you don't have to give credit? So quite naturally it becomes like retail. You know you see your <laughs> friends do hey, you good lah you know you collect cash you know you don't have to deal with credit stuff. So that actually led into that, you know, what kind of idea. And, and my younger sister graduated from Australia back then and wanted to do business. I said, oh, yeah, it's a good chance, you know. And uh, but at that point, we, I actually uh, had my, uh, our Cambodia office for some time, for two years, really. We started that 2009, I remember, eight, nine, just after the financial crisis stuff, representing Asia as a cargo agents and whatnot. So it was a new market, and then I got her, let's go. We're starting something, and she proposed a, a bubble tea, which I know nothing about, <laughs> because I, I thought bubble tea was for kids and whatnot. And I tried it, oh, it was actually quite good. Uh, I thought, yeah, it's a good market to go. That's where we started, yeah. And uh, that's why Cambodia at the time, you yeah. were based there. Yeah. Um, then obviously at some point you came back and mm. Boat Noodle became a thing. Mm. So after child time in Cambodia, mm. Boat Noodle here, mm. You then decided banana leaf restaurant chain with your two co-founders. Correct. Why? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think the 
back banana leaf has been a big part of our life. Like I always say that mm. you know, coming especially coming from not KLX, not not PJ fillers, not your KL fillers, coming from Kedah, and uh, I the, when I first had banana leaf in KL, it was actually very special for me. Mm. Very special. Never had in my life. I think the first time really have chance to sit down Kana Curry House in PJ. Of course. When <laughs> I was what twenty plus years old, I find it you know cooler. But it's yeah. not something that is so special. But then you end up going back and again and again, mm. but not not realizing that you know when you really think about it, banana leaf uh, back then is really KL and PJ stuff. Mm. It's not the whole Malaysia stuff. So I went back to to Alastair and tried to look for banana leaf. You you can guess where I found them, right? It's not really the the place that you actually go. Not not uh, accessible for a lot of public. So then you really see like, hey, you know what? This is something that the whole Malaysia may actually like. And it's not given um, a chance to be accessible enough, and the idea starts from there. So, like a true entrepreneur, you saw a potential market, an yeah. opportunity, and you saw a place to grow. Mm. And I think it's something we take for granted. Uh, us living in the Klang Valley, the banana leaf is <laughs> not, everywhere. Not take it's, for granted. It's not, you know. <laughs> like it, when I when I went to Penang, and this is a thought that occurred to me just last year when I went mm. to Penang. And I said, mm. actually, mm. nasi kanda is everywhere here, but not banana leaf. Yeah. So there. I, I see where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have experience with you. You've yeah. done this before, yeah. uh, you're, but you've got two co-founders in this journey with yeah. you as well. Yeah. Talk to us. Tell us a little bit about them and what they bring to the table. Right. So you know, starting a brand. I mean, per- perhaps I was gifted, lah. You know, by starting things seems to be the easiest part to do for me. But then again, when you you start things, it's easy. But then to maintain it, to grow it, to manage it. I don't think I'm very good in that. Mm. So I knew very well that, you know, doing so many things on hand now, I, I need people to come and join me. And they are, you know, talk to a few friends. Some friends believe it. In fact, the co-founder uh, who is not here, unfortunately, today, I have two of them. Uh, one is our chef, of course, Chef David uh, from Penang. India guy from family. <laughs> he, 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 he helped his mom to cook for a temple nearby in Prai. And uh, the other guy, uh, Aaron, uh, was a banker. Banker, I said, he works for HSBC in Batu Pahat. Mm. So much so that he believed that, you know, um, he should really give you a try. Leave the job, you know, the drama, la, you know, leave the job, <laughs> let's go, you know, do, do this FMB thing. So, yeah, they came on board and joined. I said, you know, we have this idea, that I think it's going to work. So, yeah, they came on board. And the first thing first was, who's know how to cook? I mean, we can cook curry, everyone can cook curry, but, yeah, but who knows how to cook? So, two friends of friends, we found David, uh, got him, convinced him, and the mom. The mom is the only son, I think. The, 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 the mom, mom is the important him. part. Yeah. You know, the first, I still remember the first day when he got to Penang, we going to pick him up. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> <laughs> first time leaving Pride, oh. Wow. See, see. He's young. I think he's, he's probably less than 30 now. Maybe 28, 9 years old by now. So... He came, I, we, we helped him to, to unload his luggage. His luggage, he has a chopping board inside, man. The mom packed for him. Yeah, came to our central kitchen where we run boat noodle, right? So came to our central kitchen and said, hey, let's cook, let's eat. And that's where we, you know, get to his recipe, formalize it, formalize it, and uh, make it into SOPs and stuff. It all started from there, yeah. And I guess that's where the authenticity comes from because anyone, mm. uh, the business side is always going to be clear and mm. you've got the experience, but mm. people are always going to want some level of authenticity. Correct. And 
that I think that that that's actually a really nice story, mm. uh, and a little bit of gives us a little bit of that background behind yeah. the business. Yeah. Um, you've got over thirty outlets now. Uh, you and your five now. Thirty five more now. to go. Yeah, it's only been five years, Tony. Maybe slow down a little yeah. bit. You know? so, <laughs> uh, and all owned and operated by you. Yeah, by Banana Bro. Yep. So let's take a step back. Let's go back to twenty eighteen. Mm. What the first version mm. of and concept of this store look like? Yeah, so if it falls back to the story of you know where we, not from KL but uh, who lives in KL and think this is like KL PJ people know the rest of people don't know right, then also then the one that goes to Kana, some of my friends say Nirvana is better, some say Acha, some you know let's, you have your banana leaf place. Let's not start So everyone has got their own banana leaf place, right? And uh, typically they have their names. Mm. You know their names. It's gonna be you know the typical names. And we said. Maybe let's let's try to give it a bit more fun name. Not so, not don't. The words authenticity. Mm. You know, I think the only part which is authentic that we can keep and really say is is the experience. Mm. Yeah, you know, when you talk about how authentic is your curry and all that, that will go into long argument about you know whose mom's curry is better than whose. Mm. So, but I think the authenticity of the experience of eating them on the leaves. Some with hands, some with your fork and spoon, and then your free flow and stuff. You know, I think that is the authentic part. Authentic part that we try very hard to keep mm. and own. So why why we see you know why why we think this is doable is really seeing even in KM and PJ it, we don't have enough. Mm. Places for for people. Last time from office, you want banana leaf, right? You got to drive to PJ, man. Yeah. <laughs> the office don't have, you know. So that is the first thing that we saw. Hey, there's a spot there, mm. And they have never really appeared in shopping mall. Mm. I mean, when we do bono, we have been all the way in shopping mall, right? And is banana leaf was not in shopping, and to be honest, it's not really that cheap to eat banana leaf outside either. So I think the price point is right to to prepare and the the operational flow and this and that is not too technical. Uh, it's not really cooked to order per se. It's more of cook and bout serve mm. when order. Ninety five percent of customers come in for the same thing. Mm. So, so that is actually the simpler part of the business model itself in F and B scene. So that's what made us say, let's go and um, come up with a f- more fun name and targeting for halal. Yeah, you know, so we can serve the bigger uh, market uh, uh, in Malaysia as a whole. So that that was a whole point in going out and give it a more fun name. Try to make it bright, and th- those are the ideas. That's why that that the whole thing come up. Tony, right. yeah. I want to learn mm-hmm. more about what the first store looked like, but we'll dive into that after well, a few sure. messages. No Folks, I've been speaking with Tony Lim, the uh, co-founder of local banana leaf restaurant chain Banana Bro. I'm Roshan Kanesan. You're listening to Open for Business. We'll be back in just a bit, so keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Bias Free Media. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Gunnison and this morning I'm speaking with Tony Lim, a co-founder of local banana leaf restaurant chain, Banana Bro. Um, Tony, earlier we were talking a little bit about the elements that you wanted or you and your co-founders wanted to bring to yeah. this experience mm-hmm. uh, and that looked to be a key part of this discussion so far, right? Mm-hmm. How you mm-hmm. make this feel authentic. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about the, the first 
uh, outlet. Because um, now you're at 35, yeah. correct? Yeah. That's a lot in five years. <laughs> um, a lot to manage. You have a central kitchen, exactly. I presume, to yeah. coordinate a lot of this. Mm. But talk to us about the challenges and the process of starting up the first store. Mm. Uh, well, to say it is very hard. Uh, maybe, maybe because we had already a team back mm. home in Bonodo, right? So we, we dwell into like thinking of more brands to create more. So we have a ready team to create. So it wasn't actually the hardest part. I think the harder part was really um, um, to, to try the first one, whether it's going to work or not, we don't know. But uh, to be honest, the first one, the, the first store was in uh, Bajaya Times Square. Mm. The, I still remember our first month forecast. We are like, what? 30% of what we forecasted. <laughs> we were too confident. You know, went in and said, we sure can do this much one. Went in, nope. Didn't happen that way. Didn't happen that way. And it actually took a bit of time. It took about almost a year for it to slowly climb up. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So then we also realized banana is not something that you can go and shout so much but because many KL and PJ people know about it. It's not something new, special or unique or you want to say USP. I, many people know about it. Mm. So it's more of your locality kind of thing. So something nearby, if it's good enough, you'll go back. That kind of um, 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 uh, experience, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, now, not your first rodeo, as we mm. mentioned earlier. You were involved in setting up a chart time franchise in Cambodia. Mm. You also uh, started Boat Noodle. Mm. How and you you have that that team and experience yeah. to kind of get this off the ground faster, yeah. as you yeah. mentioned. Yeah. How did building Banana Bro differ from Boat Noodle and and chart time? Obviously, chart time was a franchise, but yeah, still. chart time was a franchise. You know, you you kind of like follow the rules and go, and that's where we I, I personally learned a lot. Of, of how maybe you can scale up uh, F&B business. Um, Boat Noodle, in the other sense, is uh, uh, a Thai product. And then you have to go through your recipe and, and a lot of things has got to be sourced from Thailand and make sure they are halal and whatnot. I think that's a big part of the challenge. And we have to have our own central kitchen, like you said, mm. to make our paste and our soup and everything. Or not. But when it comes to banana, bro, curries are readily available. We don't have a central kitchen now. Okay. We get OEM guys to, we get a recipe, work out with a few OEM guys, they make it our curry paste and we use them in our outlets. And um, 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 the uh, question was um, how the- uh, How does it differ from differ, you know, when you were right? building thai, uh, yeah. thai noodle, uh, boat noodle and- uh, Not much of a difference. In fact, mm. it's very similar. Mm. The similarity is actually the realization of there's a big gap in the market to fill. Big, big gap in the market to fill. Like mm. I said, it's a KOMPJ thing. The whole Malaysia is your your space, you know, not just Malaysia. Then you start thinking about, hey, what about Singapore? Mm. You know, when our Singapore friend comes, we proudly bring them to come. I bring you to one of these places. And, and it's very new for them. Mm. They liked it. Friends from Indonesia came, I brought them there. Friends from even UK, from Japan, I brought them there. So so it's something that I personally and a lot of my friends are very proud of uh, from Malaysia. Yeah. You talked about how the first year was maybe not as... Um, as fast as you expected uh -huh. it to be, uh -huh. right? You uh -huh. overestimated slightly. Yeah. Uh, at what point did you and uh, did you feel that, all right, we've got a viable business here, that this is going to work? Yeah, so good point. The, even after the first one in shopping mall, invested a bit too much in making it, this big space, right? We thought people would just come in by the hundreds and fill the space up. It didn't happen that way. Then the second outlet, immediately we thought, you know what, let's go out from shopping mall, but mm. go back to the shop lot. So we went to open a second one in Street Pataling. Uh, in a shop lot, like what you see in USG and what. 
So that one seems to work better. Hmm. It's a smaller place. And a lot of local people say, oh, there's a new banana leaf shop. So it's maybe what 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 we 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 conclude is that maybe people are more used to see Bernard, used to see their banana place outside the mall mm. not really inside the mall inside the mall seems a bit eh not really it's not their place it's not a position there right but over time it, it actually works but when we said it we thought ah it's working it was over covid the really? covid time came um, that at that point we have four stores already uh, three in a shopping mall one in a shop lot over COVID, you see the takeaway is still there. People still want it. People still want it. You you see how how strong is the ordering. Then you that tells us like, hey, you know, this is a product that people really actually need. You know, they, people don't 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 say ah, they might not cannot dine in. They don't go. But this is what people actually need. Right after that, uh, a lot of chances come to us again. Also, why we think it's a good time to go is a lot of restaurant going out. Mm. And those were the time where, uh, you know, the landlords calling you and say, hey, do you want to take over this place and turn it into banana leaves? So that actually gave us a say, let's go, let's do it. Yep. How important was your past experience in all this, right? Because, you know, landlords don't simply call people um, mm. to start up a restaurant. Mm. That you have to kind of know the mm. people who can do it. So mm. how important has that experience been in Building banana, bro. Mm, important, yes. Because if you know them, then it's easier for them to call you. Second thing is that I think banana leaf in a mall uh, was something new to most of the mall landlords. Also. Mm. So landlords are also looking for something different. If you are very good Japanese, no matter how good you are, if they have three, they won't actually call you anyway. So it's something new that they don't have yet. It's where they say, ha, huh, this is a new tenant mix, what they call, right? Mm. So that, that actually gives us a big advantage of them calling us instead of us looking out. Same goes to when we started uh, Boat Noodle. I think now I think back, it could probably is that, that the same reason of why we kind of like, you know, were invited to places whether to take it up or not. Yeah. In terms of venues today, mm. um, what is the mix between in malls and out of malls? 90% in the malls, mm. 10% outside the, the, the malls, yeah. Yeah, so you go, you're going to where the footfall is and also where the experience is slightly different, as you mentioned earlier. Correct. Uh, accessibility, I would say mm. so, yeah. Um, so far, how have you been, how has Banana Bro been funded? Because building 35 uh, mm. restaurants, mm. not mm. exactly the cheapest thing to do. Mm. The first few was really much self-funded, mm. very much self-funded. And uh, I think from, also during COVID, you know, after COVID, you have this government uh, back kind of loans for SMEs. Mm -hmm. We took the first one. And, that and these are the ones that are guaranteed by SGPP. SGPP, so, right? exactly. But it goes via your local banks, right? Mm -hmm. So your Alliance Bank, CNP Bank, you call them. And um, took the first one, the first uh, 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 loan from the banks, and it works pretty well. In the business model, your interest rate is, fits right into your PL. And you know, one, one thing for a lot of entrepreneurs is that I think instead of diluting your shares, not, not just diluting shares, then you have more opinion. Because once you take shareholders, I mean, everyone wants to have their opinion, right? <laughs> so that sometimes help, you know, if the shareholders can contribute, it helps, but many times or so it doesn't, it goes the other way. So I think going to the bank, it's actually okay. You don't pay the interest, and they, they don't ask you what you do as long as you pay me interest. <laughs> go ahead and do what you want to do, you know? Yeah. So, so far, have you raised any money through equity? No. So no. it's all been through debt yeah. financing so far, uh, through loan, uh, bank loans? Yeah, four bank loans so far. 
Um, and speaking of uh, finance, I mean, actually, we'll talk a little mm. bit later about what the next stage looks like mm. and how much money you need to raise mm. to do that. Mm. Um, right now, uh, Tony, you've you've talked a little bit about how the you know yes, the first year you overestimated, but you've yeah. managed to reach uh, the, your expectations. Yeah. You've managed to you know the malls have worked out for you. Yeah. Where is Banana Bro in terms of revenue today? To give us a sense of how big it's become. Uh, 2023, we did just shy of 70 million. 17 or 70? 70. Wow. Yeah. I think it's not a small number, but then, but it's definitely not a big one. You know, a lot of F&B chain can actually, once, once you touch the mass market especially, and it's accessible by a lot of people, the numbers were just really in, I would say the other level kind of numbers are. Of course, on top of this, you have mm. many more levels of other numbers also. Yeah, but we, I, I personally believe, you know, banana leaf as a, as a business in this uh, Malaysia as a market has got a lot more potential above this. I mean, yeah. seven. T million ringgit says a lot there in terms of the kind of demand that you've gotten and how well you've done in this space. Mm, I I always tell the team though this could be your honeymoon years. You know, mm. this could be honeymoon years. You know, from 30, you'll probably grow to 50 slowly to yeah. 60s and things are going to be very different. So on average, you're really expecting about, about 1.5 to 2 million ringgit in revenue per restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the margins of the profitability here, what are you looking at uh, overall? Because I think because of the selling price, you you, you can't be asking too much yeah. of uh, 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 to people to spend on banana leaves. I think the cost is still rather high. Mm. Uh, compared to any uh, given FMBs, the uh, I mean the cost is at forty percent. Mm. Uh, more so, your ingredients and whatnot are you know keep increasing, but we try our very best to you know maintain the selling price mm. Yeah. Yep. What are your aims in terms of the the net margins you uh, for the business? EBITDA twenty will be very good, mm. but anything fifteen to twenty will be you know very I would say very impressive really by this 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 moment in time. Um, a big part of, I guess, uh, uh, expansion here is through outlet growth, mm-hmm. right? What are your targets in terms of, you know, how many stores do you want to build in the next year, two years? Mm-hmm. And how is that going to drive growth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, growing too fast is always a scary thing. Now. Yeah. Way too fast, right, sometimes. In fact, we actually slow down the pace. We have three more to go. Uh, right after that is actually on the, uh, the, the opening is going to happen again, uh, 24, quarter, three, quarter, four. The first two quarters, you're going to slow down the opening, restructure a bit. Structuring the company is very important. Uh, that's why I learned throughout my entrepreneurial life is that when company grows, not so much of outlet grow, it's the number of people that mm. in the team grows, right? I think right at the time, around three, 500 people, then that's where you start to have to really see the company in the other way around. You personally, as a leader or, or the management team has got to have good people around you and you got to learn how to let other people make decisions for you mm. so things can flow. And that, that is actually, personally for me, it's still very much of learning for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many outlets you, so another three to go that you're three building go, right now? Three to go. And uh, we target to go to 60 uh, outlet by 2027. Wow. Mm. And mostly out of Klang Valley. Mostly out of Klang Valley, correct. Now well, we have well, one in Kota Baru, Kuantan, Melaka, and all these places are exciting. You see people coming to you like, eh, something new for them, but mm. the taste is not. Mm. Mm, taste is what they're familiar with, but I think the experience is where it's new. Where do you have the most number of outlets outside the Klang Valley? 
No, one in Kuantan, one in Kelantan, one in Melaka. Okay. Yeah. And so a lot more growth to be seen mm. there. Mm. Uh, Tony, we've got to go into the 10.30am news bulletin. When we come back, we'll, we've got more to get into, particularly uh, brand and marketing strategy. Folks have been speaking with Tony Lim, co-founder of local banana leaf restaurant chain, Banana Bro. I'm Roshan Kainasin. We're going into the, the news bulletin right now. After that, we'll be back here on Open for Business. So keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Brand-friendly marketeers, BFM 89.9. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Richard Kynison, and this morning I've been speaking with Tony Lim, a co-founder of local banana leaf restaurant chain, Banana Bro. Tony, we've uh, gone, we've talked a little bit about the business side of yeah. things. Uh, you're doing 70 million in revenue mm. as, as at 2023 mm. from your 30 plus restaurants right, right. now, each yep. coming, taking, bringing in about 1.5 to 2 million <laughs> ringgit. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that this is maybe part of the honeymoon stage right mm-hmm. now. You know, people, mm-hmm. you still got a little bit of a novelty effect. Correct. Um, are you expecting the per revenue, the store per revenues to eventually come down as maybe competition comes into the space? Definitely. Definitely. That's what we, uh, uh, you know, anticipate. That's what we forecast going into the future. When mm. we forecast, make our forecast to opening more stores, we don't forecast same store sales growth yeah. by the whatever. We have to be very realistic about things. It's also a to, diminishing yeah, returns at some point. Exactly. Mm. You know, people ask, how can you forecast a lower one? I said, you've got to be ready for that. Mm. Because if you budget yourself, the forward with whatever is going up now. It's not going to be that way. If it happens, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, at least you're ready, you know. Well, yeah, I guess you also learned from year one, right, where you had overestimated <laughs> yeah. the business. Now yeah. it's like, be a bit more conservative, be more prudent, yeah. uh, better to underestimate and overdeliver. deliver <laughs> yeah. um, So you're still expecting growth. You obviously had a higher base effect at this point, 70 million in revenue last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you expecting in terms of revenue this year? It's probably near the 90 mm. of whatever stores, you know, because we opened a lot of stores last year, 17 stores opening last year. Mm-hmm. So um, most of them are not in a full year uh, revenue effect. So by having the same stores conservatively, I think we should be touching 90 this year uh, with a few more new, new stores coming in also this year. But then again, I think really hoping if having this brand to cover more places in, in Malaysia, I think the size should be at least, what, 150, 200 million mm. kind of uh, revenue for Malaysia market. Mm. Um, so you still got some ways to go uh, mm. before you hit that 150, 200 million. Yeah, a uh, lot market. of hard things, <laughs> difficult things coming, that's what we know. What's yeah. going to be driving growth? Obviously, outlet growth is going to be a key part of that. Yeah. But are you looking at um, franchising? Are you looking at other ways of uh, selling uh, maybe the powders, the pace that you're you're doing. Are you looking at other, what else are you looking at? Yeah, as of now, no. As of now, I think we're going to stay as restaurant. Stay as restaurant, but to improve wherever, you know, dinner is not particularly strong for banana leaves. But how are you going to make dinner sales mm. stronger? You know, people don't choose to go so heavy, but then what else can you do? Those are the things that we'll probably dwell into a lot. Of course, you know, the um, you see people selling merchandise and this and that. It's cool, it's cool, but it's, <laughs> it's going to make you money, or I don't know, because yeah. your MOQ or blah, blah, blah is going to come to you, right? Um, but I don't think we're going that way. Mm. Maybe over, uh, overseas expansion is definitely what we are looking for. Hopefully Singapore this year, hopefully. And that via yeah. franchising? Via master franchise. Mm-hmm. So overseas is looking for my uh, master franchise. And I, myself, uh, for one, or for the company, we always constantly open ourselves up for investors to come and talk to us, mm-hmm. especially strategic investors who are maybe the bigger F&B companies and what. 
in hope to what to do what I did uh, in uh, Boat Noodle. Same thing. We we you know we had a Japanese partner came on one twenty sixteen, and it just gave it uh, overseas network overnight. Mm. So for I think for many businesses also keep ourselves open. There are people say, hey, you want to sell your company? What happened? I said, it's not about selling company. It's really keeping yourself open. Talk to people. People talk to you. You learn from others. Others also learn from you. So we keep ourselves open, really. Yeah. Now, in order for you to franchise overseas, brand is going to be very important Mm -hmm. for that. And I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously, you're going to have to manage the franchises and all of that. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. um, you have to create a very strong, very uh, attractive brand. Mm -hmm. What have uh, Talk to us a little bit about how Banana Brew has gone about in its brand positioning and strategy. Mm (laughs) <laughs> brand positioning, marketing, this and that. You know, but we are just about to start. Mm. The marketing team was three fillers from day one. <laughs> and we maintain it to be a very small team. But from this year onwards, we, we engage uh, marketing agencies really. So this year onwards, we probably will spend a bit more on, uh, you know, strengthening the position. Really, be, to be honest, from the very day one, we don't even know where we are. Mm. We, we can imagine what we want to be. But after these few years having this number of outlets, then now we can clearly see what we can be. And this year, we'll see a lot more fun things happen now. Yeah, fun things happen. And, uh, and the newest version of outlets that we open, uh, that we think is going to be the, the continuous uh, model of shop, had opened in TRX just mm-hmm. two weeks ago. So that has got, uh, like you said, you know, what where are we going to focus? Experience is what we're going to focus mm-hmm. after this. You know, you can't be just selling product as a restaurant. It has, cu- it has got a couple with a, a good experience or the experience that you own, your brand owns, that people can easily tie back to when they come to you as a brand. So I think that is something that we'll work on. Mm. Uh, In terms of strategy to go and create that awareness and create Mm. that brand, Mm. what kind of channels are you looking at? Still mostly social media, I would say. Mm. Still mostly social media. And uh, probably more campaigns. Mm. Campaigns, collaborating with other brands and what, yeah. Now, growth is going to be a key part of your story. Your Mm. Malaysian market, you're aiming for 150 to 200 million ringgit in revenue Mm. in the longer term. Um, there's always going to be that risk of growing too fast, too Correct. quickly, right? That's always that Correct. concern, especially with something with F&B where yeah. quality uh, is going to be such an important part of it. Correct. Now, you don't necessarily operate with a central kitchen here, but you mm-hmm. have OEM mm-hmm. uh, curry paste, essentially. Mm-hmm. So you formulated the recipe mm-hmm. and you've basically providing it to the stores to, to cook and mm-hmm. manage. Yeah. How are you managing quality and keeping it consistent across 35 outlets? That's yeah. not an easy thing to do. Yeah, I think that's almost... Technically, it's almost impossible mm. unless uh, uh, it's computer that cooks for you or not. <laughs> <laughs> because in the end, it's a human. So, yeah, the, the, the big, big challenge is really to have uh, uh, how you lead is one thing. How visionary of you as a leader is another thing. But if you don't articulate clear enough what and how to do, clearly spell out, clearly written out, clearly drawn out, it's very hard to go forward. When, when your team gets bigger, so it's, it's going to drag you backwards. Because in the end, at the shop, if you imagine one shop, one cook, yes, you can deal with him pretty easily. When you have 30, 50 of them, a few of them may just take short cards. Mm. You know, it's really then in the end, the heart of them to serve, the heart of them to cook. That is, that is what we always drive in a company. It's the heart to serve, hard to cook. It's the heart. The, the, the SOB can be three steps, can be two steps. So it's, if I want it's, to be wrong, I still yeah. can be wrong. So it's, it comes down to hiring and talent acquisition now. And also to to how to drive these people mm. to to you know to 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 perform as what you want them to be. So 
internally, uh, mm. you know, that means culture, that means also plays a big role. Mm-hmm. What kind of culture are you building at Banana Bro? We went through all this, you know, people talk about culture building, team building, this and that. I, I went through a lot of that for the past 10 years. I think in the end, yes, it is. it, it helped. But right after that whole, you know, get together and <laughs> hoo-ha, back home in the office every day when you come to work, it is still down to exactly what is spelled there, mm. what to do, how okay. to do. That is very, very important. The culture can be coming, yes, I want to go to work, 100 people want to come to work today, but if you don't tell them what to do exactly, that's the missing part. I think that is sometimes uh, some, some of our exercises which mm. I felt, ah, oh, you're wasted, is where we thought only that intangible part of things. Yeah. Then the, the, the actionable part of things is missing. So this time around, we focus a lot more on that. Yeah. yeah, and I guess this the story here is that with your scale comes also standardization, comes SOPs. Mm. And typically what we see with the larger franchises is, you know, your burger at McDonald's or your fried chicken at KFC mm. is going to be consistent, but maybe not as good as the mm. artisanal restaurant mm. or the, mm. the standard Correct. restaurant that's doing Correct. it. I think that's, and, and that's pro- internally, that's something you expect as well, right? A consistency, uh, but maybe not better than the mom and pop shop. Exactly. So accessibility with consistency. That is the only thing you do, we all want to do, if we want to grow into a chain. Accessible to many people, easily, everywhere, nearby, you know, the pricing and whatnot. And then consistency. You're not going to be the best curry, come on. Mm -hmm. I I don't even know where's the best curry for me, Mm. right? But if before I go, I kind of can expect what I'm going to get, it's good enough. Managing expectations is a key part of that. Um, Looking forward, let's talk about the next stage Mm. uh, for Banana Banana Bro. You talked a little bit about possible strategic investors uh, or you're open to that Mm. to help you expand overseas, Mm. similar to what you did with Boat Noodle, Mm. having a partner who could give you that overseas access. Franchising is a key part of that as well. Um, Do you need to raise funds? How much do you need to raise in order to take Banana Bro to the next stage? And what does the next stage look like? Give us a sense for that. I, I probably can't tell you how much do we need for now, mm-hmm. but uh, what the next stage look like? If I can imagine, you go to Dubai, you see Bernard Bro there. Mm. Come on, you know, that's so <laughs> cool, right? <laughs> you go to Singapore, you see Bernard Bro in Singapore and Dubai. Maybe even go to UK. UK is one of the biggest curry thing market, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've studied, I lived there before. And But you have more northern curry. What yeah. about southern Indian curry? But when you talk about curries, they go technical into curries, but the the experience, like I said, the authenticity that we maintain is experience. Mm-hmm. That experience is actually very good experience for us to really bring out. Talking to our, many of our Indian friends, uh, they were telling, hey, Tony, this is not supposed to carry to be that. You know, I said, yes, <laughs> I totally understand. And that is exactly what we can't actually do. Mm. You know, but one thing we can really try to do is to own the authenticity as that product, as a brand. Mm and bring this out as a Malaysian representative to go. Yeah. So you're bottling the experience in a way that can be scaled. Mm. And end of the day, as you rightly pointed out, banana leaf and and curry is a very personal thing. (laughs) I have disagreements with my friends in terms of which we prefer is the, uh, even in the art, in the mom and pop shops. and when you come to standardization, there's going to be differences there. Yeah. Um, we talked about the kind of growth you're seeing here. Mm. So I think we've kind of touched on the goals for the next few years. Mm. Um, I guess to wrap up this conversation, cool. uh, I'd like to kind of talk about potential exits. Mm. Uh, five years in the business, uh, I'm sure there's still a lot, a lot more for you to do. Yeah. You're not a stranger to having strategic partners come in. So talk yeah. to us a little bit about what do you see as the most likely kind of exit for this kind of business? Mm, I still see ourselves being, you know, probably be, it's either we go by ourselves and venture. Yeah, of course, back home, even today, we, we work in a very 
similar framework of targeting ourselves to let's say a age market kind of requirement of your 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 uh, managing the 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 numbers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's what we we perform at home because on the other part, working with Japanese partner who are a public listed company in Japan, that is what they require. We got used to it quite, quite well, you know, where your your um, your provisional uh, uh, PNL come up the first week of the month, and then by the mid you finalize everything. So that that is a, a thing that we have been doing back home. But to say to go IPO and is that personally, I really hope to see some FMB IPOs in Malaysia soon, mm. and really want to see how you know well they do and if they can do well yeah that could be one point that we quickly hate too so yeah. you, do, you do first <laughs> let me let me see how you do it's okay to be second or third it's fine <laughs> you know yeah but I think that that is one possible way mm. but more importantly is why you want to do that mm. for what you go IPO for what right many people say no we don't need the money now come on everyone need money once you get the money what can you do you know what do you want to do with the money yeah so potentially Exploring that uh, IPO way, or you know, come together with a, a bigger international strategic partners to go around the world quicker. Yeah, Tony, I hope mm. to see Banana Bro and the Malaysian flag at I other locations <laughs> uh, internationally. Yeah. Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank sure. you so much for your time. Thank you, thank you, folks. I was speaking with Tony Liam, a co-founder of local banana leaf restaurant chain Banana Bro. If you missed any part of this conversation, you can catch the full conversation on the BFM app or on bfm.my. Our shows are also on the on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast players. Just look up Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kandison. This has been Open for Business. Up next, we've got Resource Centre. So keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBerlay.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.